for now, like I'm embracing all the shiny balls, all the different. Yeah. You're gonna have brothers ways. out here shaving they <laughs> they special parts. Because they're keep, multifaceted. If you keep saying shiny balls. Find I'm just that saying shave butter. <laughs> <laughs> Get the glisten. You feel me? Just speak easy studios. Speak and be heard. Where can I hear some live music? Maybe some live poetry. Some good vibes. Yeah, I want to dance with somebody. Mm, some strong drinks. Sound like some grown folks business. Sounds like the Love Jones experience. Yeah, the Love Jones experience. So we're back here with the Love Jones Experience podcast, and I am Kim Naisha Smith, and we have Joshua Sara, our host of the show. It's me. And we are joined today by one of our really good friends, an amazing artist, um, Daniel yeah. Fortune. Hello. Yes. Thank you for the invite. My brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Um, the Love Jones Experience, our next experience is going to be October 14th at The Peach in West Palm Beach, Florida. And it's just going to be a different vibe. It's going to be an outdoor block party. Um, and so we've invited one of our feature artists, which is Daniel, to come and DJ for us. But he's uh, so much more than a dj Thanks. so <laughs> let's hear a little bit about about you daniel so tell us a little bit about how you got started in your music career and and who you are okay well i guess i would say i got started with producing first and then that led to djing and the djing part came from shows my cousins <laughs> used to throw and um we had hired a DJ and they he canceled on us, so I kind of filled in. I had some CDs that I put together and mm. yeah, I rocked it. And from then on, <laughs> moved to uh, like open mics where yeah. I met Joshua, right? <laughs> other people, you know, in the poetry community, and it kind of just grew from there. So it went from producing to DJing to photography to videography to putting on shows myself. So. Kind of just love the creative culture and right just grew from there. Right. So you guys met um, at Speakeasy. Nah. At what? At the, the stage. stage. Okay. CNN Cafe. <laughs> CNN Cafe. CNN Cafe. I do remember that. <laughs> okay. Great little spot. Good so, y- did you ever visit Speakeasy? I think time. I <laughs> might have passed by once. Okay. But All I don't right. think I actually stayed for a show. I just heard about it, and maybe I was in the area, in the Northwood area. and Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it's been a minute. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So you mentioned your cousins. So, like, are you from, like, a musical family? Like, are you and your cousins musicians? Or, like, you know, you said your, your cousins I, were doing shows. Like, yeah, tell us about I that. I come from a social family. A um, social family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we love being on the scene and, you know, just attending events, throwing events and, you know, facilitating a good time. Okay. And, yeah. 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 Same. My family is very similar to that. I think that's where I got a lot of my 
social engagement is with the family. You Your know? first stage was in the living room? Not like I didn't really stage it up. It was just my family got together a lot. Yeah. So it was just a lot of interaction. You know what I mean? And so you end up joking a lot and telling stories a lot mm-hmm. and just doing things, you know, trying to compete with your other cousins and show off. So, you know, you just develop certain things in being around family and, and you know, social development. You know what I mean? And right. That engagement and wanting to wanting to build and bond and be present and be in that, you know. So I think that really matters a lot, honestly. Right, right, right. And, and doing this stage work. Right. So, Daniel, this is this is your full-time artistry? Yeah. Um, other than the creative things, I am also an art handler. So um, I guess that's creative, too. You know, I, I handle art, deliver art. Um, that is really what kind of funds everything else. But okay, my goal is to one day just do, cinematography full-time awesome awesome i know you write too so i I do i do yeah i got a little background in writing yeah Yeah. work on something together i've been waiting (laughs) you've been waiting (laughs) i've been waiting on the call i just you know i've been right here and i've been like daniel's gonna call me one Uh, day i I was waiting on your call um, (laughs) we are gonna be writing like i need a screenplay i have like a writer's group that um me and these ladies, we get together mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. And we just, like, develop stories as we, you know, don't have any money to produce anything. <laughs> but we de- but we sit there and we come up with things because, you know, the idea is that, like, at the end of the day, like, one, we want to utilize and, and exercise the the talent that we have and be able to grow, you know, and develop things. For um, sure. Two, what if the opportunity knocks and then we're not ready? So, you know, it's like one of those things where we just like want to like keep it fresh because we're like we have it's too much talent in the room for us not to be doing what we're doing. So, I mean, it's in the preliminary stages, but I like the idea of not letting it go to waste just because we have we do not have the things or resources at the time to be able to pour into our gifts, like just, you know, working on it. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be like that perfect timing where, okay, we're ready. Let's do this. I think you just have to start with what you got and progress from there. You know, the first project might not be exactly how you envisioned it, but it, it's just a step in the right direction. Right, right, right. So do you have any any screenplays or projects that you're passionate about or working on right now? I do. Um, one that I wrote a while ago and I just rewrote, so. I know, like, my first few attempts are going to be garbage, to say the least. But, you know, I I just feel like I have to... I rebuke it. I have to put them out there, you know. I have to get it out of my system, take a second look at it, rewrite it. And meanwhile, while I'm doing that, while I'm writing, I'm also just taking the camera out and shooting and just hitting record and pointing it at things and seeing what happens and taking it back edit a few clips together, put it on social media, and I'm not even really waiting on a, you know, some type of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like validation right. from the internet. I'm, I kind of just want to put it out as like a marker, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of show the progression, one, and the progression in the skill set. Right. Speaking so, on your progressions, I know that you work with, older formats of film like you'll actually do 
film photography as right. well as digital photography. I know you will pull out some vinyl records as well as, you know what I mean, uh, do some streaming, like everything in between. I know you doing things with video, right? you know, and you, you do some retro and some future. So, like, talk about that, you know, existing in that space where you are being modern and present, but also you tap into things from the past. Why do you do that? Where is that coming from? Like, what are you trying to do with that, you know? Well, it kind of probably stemmed from curiosity, but then... After like working with a film camera for so long, it, I develop a, an appreciation for it. it kind of slows things down. Like, I know every film photographer says that it slows down the process <laughs> and <laughs> just a much more, I don't know, a real certain, way to do it. Certain satisfaction to the film. Yeah, I mean, it makes you look at the, each step of the process a little bit closer and it makes you frame your your images better. Not better, but more thoughtfully. Because you only get 36 shots with a roll of film, so I'm not trying to waste <laughs> uh, frames on just shooting nonsense. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it just slows it down. And vinyl, um, it just sounds better, I think. <laughs> and, yeah, even the process of putting a record on a turntable and dropping the needle and cleaning the record or finding the track and mixing it with another piece of vinyl, mm-hmm. I think it's something beautiful about that so. wait, wait though unpack that because you say it sounds better and you're a dj so you got a certain ear but people listening might not have a dj's ear to know what what you mean it sounds better it'd be skipping and scratching why does vinyl sound better well there's just more room i think i don't know how to technically explain it but uh an mp3 an mp3 compresses the sound so you're only going to get so much uh tone from mm. an mp3 the vinyl record is Pretty much the audio recording taken off the tape loop from the studio, put onto the vinyl, and you're like hearing like if they the flesh. if they recorded it live, it's almost like you're in the room, you know, with it's that the music in the flesh, basically Got it. music in the flesh. Yeah, yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, just wider frequencies, I guess. I, don't know. Mm. I need to explore those differences. The vinyls. I, I like what you were saying about. Um, the film photography, like it seems like there are similarities in the cinematography world as well. Just because, you know, when you are capturing, like when you're telling a, a visual story, right. you know, you have to be so meticulous about each thing. Oh, yeah. Each moment. Um, and even with acting, you know, like when you're in a scene, you're telling so many different things, not just with what you're saying. But that's why writing is so intricate because. As the writer of, you know, a production, you have to think about what this person is going to do in this frame, in this scene, what's happening right now. Um, and it seems like the film, film photography is is very similar to that, to where you have to be so careful um, because it's limited to, to the story that you can tell visually. Right. Everything con- contributes to the story, like the lighting, the what's in the frame and what's not in the frame, what you hear, what you don't hear. Uh, this is, you know, pertaining to cinematography. Um, yeah, I read somewhere, I think it was Bresson, like old cinematographer. He said a film will die t- three times and live two times. So when you write it out, it dies on paper and it doesn't come back to life until actors act it out. Mm-hmm. And after the play's over, it dies again and it doesn't, come back to life until it's recorded and then it dies on, you know, film until it's shown again in a theater. 
then to me i think it lives on a third time which is like in your mind once you see it now you've taken something that started off in somebody else's mind mm. right and now you interpret it in your own mind you know so and I that is the beauty of it. Of that art. is like <laughs> art in general, right? You yeah. only know that, you know, once you've like started with a singular thought that blossomed into like this entire story, an idea that now people are like watching your film and having a discussion, a panel discussion about your film and like the ideas and the different characters and why did you do this and that? And you're like, Damn, this started with a singular thought in my mind. I remember when I was sitting on the sofa and I was thinking about this. Like, and, it, and it's new to you too, because I'm pretty right. sure the way you thought about it is not the same way. It is not. It comes out on paper. It is not. It and evolves. It's not, and it's not the same way right. the actors interpret it. Right. Put it out. Right. And it grows. And when the viewer sees it, it's not the same way they right. thought about it. Right. So, I think it just evolves and changes. You know, it it's does. your job to kind of plant a seed. To birth it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that gang telephone where you whispering in somebody's ear, you know yeah. what I mean, and exactly. see if by the time it get to the end, was it what you started with? Like, is this what I said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, but I think that's the the sign of great art is that it is getting across the message that the artist intends, right? Like, that's the whole point of art is to express. I was just saying that communication is a transportation technology, right? Like, we're packaging up thoughts and feelings and ideas and shipping them through somebody else our communication if it you know if the if it gets there if it reaches a rival in his process then our message gets across but like it might get there and they'd be like nah we we can't take no more we're not accepting nobody and the message don't get there you know or it gets lost along the way like the the transportation don't always get across just because you sent it out right so it's really a transportation technology when you think about communication in its real functional sense and so when we get into the art of it you know what i mean we just expressing some beautiful things like music i think djs are like some superheroes like real life superheroes (laughs) real talk because they're they're like affecting a whole crowd a whole room a mood however many people are in that room they're bringing all these people to the same energy you know what i mean and they vibing on it you know right and and a dj has to be able to feel that like a surfer right like in real time in (laughs) real time feel where Mm -hmm. the current is where the wave is and be able to ride that mug and take people somewhere so like it's a superhero move bro like (laughs) it is amazing the way that they can connect with the crowd and be able to like know exactly what it is that they want to hear I mean, maybe it's not what they intended to hear but they all vibe on it it's like his choice is the choice yeah, the selector or her choice. Like because I've seen bad DJs. Mm-hmm. I've seen DJs who don't get it, who don't tap into the crowd. I've seen it, and it's like it's a wreck. It's like it it's can clear a- out the crowd, can clear out a party. <laughs> you literally, you got to read the room. <laughs> I've, right, I've seen DJs clear out a room before, and so like you know, I would say from the time I first saw you at uh, stage at CNN Cafe, you're one of the DJs I know that can listen to what's happening. On stage right. in the crowd and play music <laughs> that responds to that, right? Because yeah. not everybody does that, right? Some people just playing something. It might be the next hit or whatever they think is grooving. 
But then there are those DJs who listen to what's happening on stage and respond to it musically. Quickly. Gotta feel the, feel, feel the energy. Quickly. That's my favorite kind of DJ every time, all the time. Thank you. You know what I mean? So that's why I always shout you out. Like, nah, this brother knows what he's doing. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, one of the best DJs here. But, like, But how did you get to that, though? How, you know what I mean? How did you get to that position? Because from the I've, first time I engaged you, I feel like you was doing that. I listened to other great DJs. And mm. sometimes I'd... Like... Ooh, um, I hate that I can't remember his name, but he used to DJ the stage. Mm. And before you, I think he yeah before. I me. don't remember no DJ before you. I was late He's to the game. Really like good this. DJ. Yeah, glasses. I think he moved away. Um, but yeah, I mm. listen to other great DJs, and I you know take what I like and leave what I don't like. Was um, it make it do what it do? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. It just hit me like wait to make it do what it Midwood. do. Midwood. I forgot that he was, he was a DJ. dope DJ. He's That's, still a dope DJ. No, he, that was definitely one of my favorites before you came on the scene, mm-hmm. bro. Like he was my go-to guy. And he listened to the crowd. He listened to the crowd. Yeah. Beautifully. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Okay. And so I took all the great things that I learned from just watching and hearing other DJs and applied it myself. That's the only way to do it. Like I, I can remember there are there were times where I went to the club and just made Shazammed everything and just made a playlist and took out the song that didn't and mm. replaced it with a song that I liked and kind of just formulated um, my own playlist from that because mm. it was like they were testing music on the crowd that mm. you know I could see the results of in real time and then that's smart. Yeah, just yeah. Go out and do the homework. Did the research. Did the work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, show back, fine tune it, and <laughs> put out a better version or a different version, you know, something that c- could re- pertain to the audience that I was DJing for. You know, the homework, man, that's what people be lacking nowadays. They be um, watching too much uh, movies and little cartoons, and it be like, "I wish upon a star." Nah, it doesn't nah, just come. You got to work. Exactly. <laughs> you got to put in that background work to get to it. And I think that's with. Every creative, you know, endeavor, even here locally, you know, if you do the homework, you're going to see the results from it. Because I see creative people all around us. And like you said, there's so many talented, you know, folks down here. But I think because of the creativity stopping at, you know, in the record booth or stopping off, you know, once you're done with the canvas, then... Mm. You know, you don't really see the full potential of that person because, you know, there's so much more that you could do to get it out. Right. Which is, you know, one of the reasons why we kind of had the Love Jones experience because we want to create a hub or we want to create a space and a place and hopefully more frequently uh, where people can come and express and be and not necessarily be stifled by one particular art form, but like we welcome like all different types of experiences so you can, you know, have a firsthand experience with the art, whether it's dance or whether it's, you know, music and the vibe of DJing, whether it's, you know, one day it will be film and cinematography. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait for that. Um, but, of, of course, um, you know, singing and musicians and poets. Um, so that's really, you know, what we're about. You know, our purpose is to, like, bring those hubs of individuals together and to grow that and you know like myself um you know i've kind of you know lived and died and lived and died on several different stages um you know but at this point 
you know, in my life. Like I, I need to have something to be able to pass on. So I can't wait to see this grow into something amazing that, you know, we can, you know, give back to the younger generation. For sure. Yeah. That's what that's what it is. The youngins. The youngins. We used to be the youngins. We used to be. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still young. What y'all talking about? I met Kim when we was the youngins. How did yeah. we meet? We met through, maybe we met through Akel. Perhaps, yeah. Um, I know that, um, and I, I don't know if I knew you first or knew him first, but I was singing on. You were definitely in I your singing phase. His first album, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I album. recorded with you. Yeah. So I met you as a producer. and. Right. I'd, and and maybe maybe we met at the stage, and maybe you maybe I think I met you through the stage, and then I worked on his project. But that's when right. I, I that was our first thing that we worked on together. I'm not gonna let you call her singing a phase, though. I just want you to know <laughs> that's her life. That's my yeah. life. I'll I come back. I don't even know how she feel about it, but I'm standing up for it. <laughs> I mean, I get it. That's how I've always known Kim. Some people say I went through a DJ phase. Some people exactly. say I went through a painting phase. Right. Yeah. And it's not so, phases. Yeah. It's like parts yeah. of it's who grown. you are, right? Like exactly. We, we yeah. apply what's necessary at the time that we showing up. Right, yeah. right, right. No, it's seasonal. It's, it's definitely true. Like, I've, I mean, all my life, I've always been a singer. Like, I, yeah. it's the one thing I'll never not be um and a writer um it's the those are the two things i can't like ever get away from like i'll try different things but i always have stories that live in me i yeah, sing every day yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's okay though like that's how you knew me though like i don't get on people's stage and sing anymore i don't and i know you didn't mean it like that no, i know i know just, but i just wanted to like jump in on the universe like hey we're not gonna let that ride no she was in her singing bag i appreciate but... that friend <laughs> <laughs> not because she was going harder with the singing at times. It's true. It was it's true. you know I had guitar plays. I had people that was there, there for me. You know, the universe provided those things. You know, but it's coming back. It's coming back. It's I mean, it's here. here. It's waiting. It's always here. It's waiting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like I go through seasons and cycles of my yeah. arts. I would say, like sometimes, like there are people who know me only as one of my art forms. You know, what I mean, they mm -hmm. only know me as a drummer. Yeah, that's all they've ever seen me do. Some people only know me as a poet. Some only know me as a massage therapist. Some only know me as a graphic designer. Some only know me as a host. You know what I mean? Some only know me as a teaching artist to their child. You know what I mean? And then they'll see me in these different spaces and be like, oh, wait. And it's like, it is what it is. Like, we are that these multifaceted so beings. True. You know what I mean? Like, people see me all out here. Like, So do you think being multifaceted in a way... Does that hurt an artist sometimes? Because I've been told, like, oh, if you just focus on this and only this, right, you'll be, you know, you'll More go farther. successful, right? Right. Mm. This is what I think. I think that it does not hurt an artist to be multifaceted at all. I do think this system is set up for artists to be able to interact with it in certain ways. But that doesn't mean that's the only way, like, a Prince or a Stevie Wonder, they were multifaceted artists. Right. They played several instruments on their own album, Ray Charles. You know what I mean? We got mm -hmm. these artists who we know play more than one thing, and they didn't just focus on their one thing that they did. Or even in sports, for example, like, um, didn't Deion Sanders play football and baseball? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, Michael Jackson played. Not Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan tried out baseball one time. You know, like, 
People do different things, man. You know, a lot of the artists switch into the business world because they realize the money is not in the art. Right. In the art world. It's in the management of it and the holding of of the copyrights of the masters. You know what I mean? And they're like, and I don't own these, so I need to branch off and do something different. So we're always multifaceted. You know what I mean? Like we go to school and learn several subjects. So we're supposed to be multifaceted beings. And so it's it's strange that the farther you go in life, the more they want you to focus in on just one thing instead of expanding and being more vast and expansive, which used to be the aim of an elder, somebody who really understood a lot and could help you out with a lot versus, nope, I'm a specialist. If you know, if it's not this thing, don't even talk to me. I don't think artists are specialists. Most of the artists I know do more than one thing, even if it's not their main thing. They play a guitar in the background. They got a little painting such situation in the background. They do something different. They got some Play-Doh that they just like playing with. Like they, artists are always, by definition, I think, tapping into more than just what they have in front of them. They're creative. They're curious. They're artistic. You know what I mean? So they're going to be like, I'm going to find these cups and start doing something artistic if we're in here too long. You see right. what I'm saying? Like that's just who I think we are, man. Like, as a percussionist, I don't need a drum. I'm going to start testing the sounds on things. You know what I mean? Like, what that sound like? And next thing I know, I got a whole drum set, and I can bang it out. And that's what I mean. Like, yeah, we multifaceted. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like I had a lot of insecurities being multifaceted. Yeah, um, so. You know, I used to call it shiny balls, you know, like. <laughs> Shiny balls. Shiny balls is actually a, a thing. You should look it up. It's actually. I, a thing. I know what you're talking um, about. But shiny balls, like I, you know, people would be like, "Why does your brain work that way? Like, you know, why do you want to do this and then want to do that?" And I, and my my mother, she knew I was like that, so she'd be the only one to tolerate that. Mm-hmm. But friends and different people, it was basically like a negative characteristic, you know, yeah. that I had that people were like, you know. I don't I don't understand why you want to do so much or why you're always trying to create so many different things. You know, why can't you just be a, a poet or a writer? Now you want to write short stories or now you want to write film. And now, you know, so um, I had to kind of grow into a space where I was like, I like shiny balls. I w- give me all those balls. OK, I wanted, you know, more to marry. Y'all funny. Um, But no, I had to grow to a place where I was okay with it. Um, And now it's a good thing. Now, what I don't do is because I understand how society is, you know, like even when I introduce myself, I don't list all the things that I do. Like when it when it pertains to that situation and people need to know me in that way, then, you know, I'll let them know who I am. So only a few people get to know like the gambit of of who Kim Naisha is. But for now, like I'm embracing all the shiny balls, all the different. Yeah. You're gonna have brothers ways. out here shaving they <laughs> they special parts. Because they're keep, multifaceted. You keep saying shiny balls. Find I'm just that saying. Shave butter. <laughs> <laughs> Get the glisten. You feel me? Just yeah. sh- listen. But wait, hold on. I'm gonna make one more point <laughs> about I the did. shiny balls. No, not necessarily shiny okay. balls, but it's related to it. Um. Um, Will Smith says something in an interview once. He, we they were talking about like why he went from like rapping to then doing like Fresh Prince and different things, and you know his response was something to the effect of like you know you have to ride the wave. Like right. 
in this in this life of creativity, you know, there are going to be different waves that you're going to have to ride and things are going to end or maybe, you know, be on the downslope of the wave. And so when something else comes up and you get the urge to do that thing, do it. Um, And so I think that's where I am now. Like if I feel like painting, I don't paint, but I'm going to paint if I want to. You know, so it is what it is. People only respect multifaceted if you're a millionaire. Like, right? 50 Cent is multifaceted, you know. Facts. Right. You can rap, produce shows, and and everybody applauds them. But if you check the check, (laughs) you better focus on. (laughs) Focus on one. Focus on one. Nah, that's real. I think it's um, real cool, though, to be multifaceted. Yeah. I know that there are some damages that come with that mm-hmm. in the way that things are set up. Mm-hmm. I know people will be on your ass about it. Like, you need to focus. They do. But, you know, even in talking about, like, what Will Smith is saying, like, riding the waves and whatnot, like, I think that that is normal to people, right? Like you said, if you're a millionaire, nobody complains about it. If you're not a millionaire, then it's like everybody got something to say. Oh, they do. Right. So then that right there should let you know that it even it's not really even about that because mm-hmm. we're saying it's okay if you rich. So what we're saying is it, it's not about whether you're doing it like this or not. We're we're basically just saying the ends justify the means. It don't matter what you do as long as you're rich. And that's what I'm saying, that this the way this society is set up, the way the system is set up, is to make it like that, right? Is to right. make it such that will throw away all of these different people's approaches if they're not rich, you know what I mean? And only focus on the people who are rich already and then try to duplicate their wave, you know, try to figure out, well, how did they get there? Let me see if I can. And that wave is gone. They rode it already. You see what I'm saying? So to even try to duplicate what somebody else is doing, it's not really accurate to, to that system. Like you can't duplicate and get it. Like you're a knockoff at that point and nobody's going to pay the top dollar for the knockoff. You know what I mean? You can, there's a, Clearly a thriving knockoff industry. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> but you'll never be the the joint, right? Right. And so I'm like, it's clearly more effective to do your thing. To be authentic. And your authenticity may not always be focused on one thing. Right. right? And it shouldn't be because, like, if you only focus on eating, if you only focus on walking, if you only focus on jumping, like, you focus on one thing your body is equipped to do and don't do none of the others, then... You're not even going to live, right? right? And so, like, that just keeps having to fold out and fold out and fold out because we like these eternal fractal beings. You know, it just, on every level, it's the same thing, but higher level. It's the same thing, but higher level. So we need to be able to be multifaceted, especially, and I know y'all know this because y'all do events. It ain't like y'all got thriving teams to do these events. We oh, out no. here being multifaceted. You Multiple know, hats. if you running a business, if you're doing an event, and, you know, coming from where we come from, that means you're multifaceted, right? You have to be. And which means you got to tune out the chatter because you're listening to people who ain't been activating they multifaceted. You know what I mean? So right here we are. People have been able to, like, tune it out and focus in, like, but I see this thing we could do if we just do the thing, right? And that's who we sitting here with, people that just do the things. Right. Just do the all things. The, all the things. So speaking of events, uh, what what kinds of events do you have going on now or do you have something that's, you know, up and coming that you can tell people about? Well, an event that we just did, um, me and Joshua, the 
wax and wine event. It, mm-hmm. it was basically a uh, all vinyl, strictly vinyl um, event. I spun. We had a band um, with a great singer, and that was the vibe. You know, people enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really Something nice. I, uh, I was there. Yeah, I yeah, it was nice. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so definitely plan on doing another another one of those. Okay. Um, same vibe? Same vibe. Okay, nice. Maybe without a band, but we'll see. Yeah. Maybe a band and just like an instrumentalist or maybe just True. some instrumentalists. Yeah, we're going to fine-tune it. Yeah. Or a... Tweaky tweak. A songstress that hasn't been on the stage in a while that... Oh, I got stage. Oh, I got that vibe all day. <laughs> that vibe. I can eat that vibe up. Say less. Okay. <laughs> Say less. I'll come no. back behind my microphone. Oh, come on. <laughs> Challenge. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I would definitely. Um, and that way, if it's the same vibe, you know, that's oh, me yeah. all day. Yeah. Word. Yeah, but it was really nice. Um, so is that like a monthly or, you know, how often will well, you be doing goal, that event? The goal is monthly. Okay. Um, right now, technically, we skipped a month. Okay. So it could come back in. Um, same venue? Yeah, same venue. Where's the venue? Perhaps. The venue is in Northwood Village on 25th Street. It okay. The Legacy Lounge. Legacy Lounge. Legacy Lounge. You know, I had heard a few things about the Legacy Lounge, and then Joshua invited me to the event. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, so it's a nice little spot. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't been there before, but um, I think we definitely need, in Palm Beach County, like need a lot more laid back, you know, spaces where things like that can happen, like, wax and wax you know and little jazz and, and you know neo soul whatever yeah i'm always discovering different venues too so the ideas for events keep coming right um, right literally uh i know it's been there but i just discovered um not the columbus the, the venue or anything but uh i discovered <laughs> <laughs> the, uh it's called the library in lake worth uh-huh it's like a speakeasy I've it's, heard of it too, but I haven't been there. It's okay. really nice. It's cozy and okay. intimate, and I, I think that might be a spot to do something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I gotta check it out. You about to get on their stage? I'm with it. Okay, let's do this. Never scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Joshua and I are gonna do something for the October 14th um, event. Yeah, we're gonna okay make a collaboration we're do happen. A collaboration. I can't yeah. wait to see it. Pull some fire out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So it seems uh, just from the, you know, I, I think the description you put out. Yes. Seems like it might be more than just a block party. A little bit more. Yes. Um, we definitely, you know, want to develop art. Um, so we always have an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have two experiences. Uh, where we are going to be having a poetry workshop yeah. uh, where Joshua will be allowing young writers, you know, <laughs> experienced writers, all kinds of writers to, you know, sit amongst the greatness that he has to offer. And he's going to be. <laughs> you want me to tell him about it? You sound like you hyping it. I I'm, I mean, the question came to me, but go ahead, Joshua. I think you want to talk about your poetry workshop, and then we'll talk about Shayna. We got Shayna. Okay. Because okay. 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 like she said, it's two. It's two things happening. And I am the first of the night, the 
writing workshop. Yeah. Get into the lyricals, man. There's some people that are writers or people who want to be writers. And I'm here for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here. I'm here to help out with that. I've been doing that for a lot of years, helping people write and tap into how they want to express themselves lyrically. And so this will be a real fun workshop. You know what I mean? People are going to have a good time. We're going to play some games. We're going to write some things out, give them some uh, pointers for how to present it in front of people. And then um, we are having a, a limited open mic that night, you know. And so people, if they write something that night, they want to share it, they can get up on the mic that night and just bust it out on the crowd. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Show some love like that real quick. But, yeah, you know, we're going to have some real fun things happening. I don't want to give it all away, but yeah. I'm a lyricist True. myself. Y'all can go check my catalogs, you know what I mean? Like, I got some poetry online and whatnot. But, um, yeah, we're going to have some fun with the lyricism. So I do know that. Uh, it seems like there is a lack of poetry spots right now in West Palm, right? Mm. Like, yeah, um, there are some open mics, but even when I go to the open mics, it's more about musicians than mm -hmm. about poets, right? It's very right few and far in between where I hear poets. So yeah, people yeah. singing, rapping, yeah, yeah. So it's really kind of focusing on that. Like I know there are still writers here. I know that for a fact because I'm always working with the young generation, and so it's been some that have grown up. I know some of them still. Some of them is scattered. There are always people looking to do their poetry, man. You know, so this is just an opportunity to kind of network, find some other poets, you know. Because right. a lot of the times people don't know where to go to, to link up with other artists, other poets, other writers. Right. So this is an opportunity to come and find some other poets and other writers. Maybe somebody will start some open mics up again. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll start one. Well, I don't know. But, like, I feel like that's the thing that's kind of missing right now. It's like it we is. need some of that poetry back in the building in oh, West Palm. Yeah. I, I want to shout out the musicians because there's a lot of musicians that mm -hmm. making some solid stuff happening. Like, you know, there's plenty of spots you can go check out, especially Soul Fan Band. They all over the place, mm -hmm. um, up and down. And so I want to see some of the lyricists be able to get back in effect. So. This is a contribution of mine to help some of the younger writers, like she said, and some of the older writers. Like, it, it's really not an age thing. It's like, do you like writing? Do you want to write? Do you want to get better at your writing? Yeah. We're going to get your bars right. Maybe even, too, getting on stage. I know, like, I've been kind of teasing it out. Like, you know, are you going to get on stage? Who wants to get on stage? You know, who has something to say? And, you know, people have hit me up in the inbox, and they're like, you know, I've been wanting to, but, you know, just. So I think a poetry workshop is super appropriate because we aren't seeing um you know the level of what we know that we can support you know writers with so it's a support but at the same time it's like you know that encouragement to get them on stage you know because we have things to say and we need people to listen exactly yeah. we need it you write a little bit a little bit but yeah. not as much as i used to um at one point i was writing weekly and posting on facebook but Mm, I remember that. You even made a new um, form. Uh, what do you mean? You made a new form. There was a new form that you created of writing a poem, I think. Like, take the last letter of the sentence. To start oh, the, the I was next. always doing something, trying to do something creative with the writing. Uh, yeah. Just to keep it fun, but I think I definitely fell off with uh, writing poetry. I, And I think that came with, um, like, photography and even with the DJing, you know, just finding new ways to express. So, yeah. Yeah. Octopus only got eight arms, bro. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't a sad thing, you know. I mean, it was fun. But yeah, yeah. Nah. Just needed to evolve. That's real. 
Yeah. I used to draw a lot, and I definitely don't do that nearly as much. Lots of balls shining on this table. Shining <laughs> balls everywhere. Just bouncing. Um, <laughs> you guys are so talented. Um, I would like to say, like, I I can't wait to collaborate and collaborate. Same, um, honestly, it fills my heart to know that I have community. Oh, yeah. Um, there, there's been times in my life where I didn't have the creative community. And it means a lot to me because I feel like it just feeds me. Um, and, you know, now I could just kind of feel like an awakening because I have a little bit more of the Love Jones experience. Um, you know, it, it keeps me going. Um, and then, you know, Joshua and, and the others. Um, so... Thank you so much for doing what you do and like bringing the vibe when you bring the vibe to different locations and places. And mm. your photography is amazing. True. Amazing. True. It's my pleasure. Makes me look amazing. <laughs> we got to do it in the shoot too. Yeah, um, yeah, it was very dope. Um, so it's, it's appreciated what it is that you do, um, what it is that you bring to the table because it's not an easy thing to like, to have longevity, you know, in a place like this and to continue to uh, force yourself to evolve and do different things and try different things. Like this isn't a place that feeds one's creative soul. So um, uh, thank you. And it's, it's been amazing to watch you grow as an artist. I appreciate that. Yeah. And then, you know, the recognition, thank you. And hopefully I can continue to keep doing it long after this. And I appreciate both y'all. Y'all are both talented and, just like you, I can't wait to collaborate. Me and Joshua have been feeling it out. You know, we, yeah. we're going to make something happen soon. <laughs> yeah, soon. So I think it's it's in the air for all of us. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Years worth of collaboration. Like, we just don't stop. You know what I mean? We don't, don't stop. stop. Can't stop. Yeah. Won't. Just the in and out. Yes. So I hope that you guys can join us for the Love Jones Experience October 14th at the Peach in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, tickets are on Eventbrite. You can also visit the Love Jones Experience on our Instagram page. Uh, we are just looking forward to having everybody out again, the creative community, artists. Um, and thank you so much to the Peach for working with us and allowing us to be there. Um, we just can't wait to see what kind of vibe Daniel brings to our block party vibe and the lyrics. Can we get your, uh, how they find you, bro? Um, you can find everything at dannyfortune.com, D-A-N-I-F-O-R-T-U-N-E.com. Dot com. Word. Word. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been a great vibe as always. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Kimberly, Mother Earth, Naisha, for the vibes. Love Jones experience is about to be dope. We didn't talk much about the fact that we have a dancer coming to teach. Shayna. 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 We have a dancer and she's teaching compa. She is, but she's also just teaching a lot of other, you know, windy dances. Windy, so. sensual, get close to somebody kind Winding. of dances. So y'all can come and learn how to get close to somebody, okay. to the music. Yes. Get close. Closer than close. <laughs> nah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to just be out there having a great time. Absolutely. Um, dancing with each other, writing poetry about each other, and sharing and vibing. We got a couple feature guests for it, too. 
But y'all got you got to tune in for that. You got to tune in for it. You got to RSVP for all the extra details. And you we know can't give mean? you everything. You know what I mean? You gotta, it's an experience. You got to be there. Right. You got to be there. So, yeah, looking Come forward. By. It's going to go down. I'm going to be uh, doing my workshop and hosting the rest of the night. Make sure y'all have a great time. And he's going to be banging out the joints. The musical atmosphere vibe. will be complete. Vibe. So, yeah. So yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, she'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Have some food and some drinks and some things. So it it's will gonna, be. Yeah. Some vendors out there. It's going to be a vibe. So come enjoy the vibes. It's an experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Joshua Sarai. I don't even know if I said my name earlier, but that's me. I said I'm, your name earlier. And I'm out. You did. That's true. Yes. That's true. So, yeah. Y'all can catch me at Ethiopian on all the formats and platforms. Thank you for listening to the Love Jones Experience. Just write a review and subscribe.